Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2019. This is Fergus talking about Step 11. Good afternoon, my name is Fergus. Uh, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Hey, Fergus. Thank you all for being here. Uh, thanks to um, the Working With Others group, World War Zero, it says on their badges. Working with others um, for organising this whole thing, you know. It's quite... Um, a lot of amount of work that goes into it, and even the food, everything was was really, really lovely. So thank you. Um, I, I'm just benched, actually. By the way, I may as well. I, you know, I, I've I've been on the bench all weekend. You know, you may have seen me running up and down, staying warm. You know, um, and just got cold. I didn't know which step I'd get cold to do. You know, if if a speaker didn't turn up, we're going to call you, right? So. Um, so that's why I'm here. But, uh, and of course I get called for the one I've struggled with the most. <laughs> so God's will be done. And that's what I said in my step three prayer this morning. You know, your will, not mine. Your will. Because I made the mistake of staying in bed uh, after I woke up for you know, more than two seconds. Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Because <laughs> then once this thing starts going... Uh, it will come up with all sorts of solutions for you know various things. So I need to throw myself out of bed and onto the floor. And go, your will, not mine. Your will, you know. Please, can you imagine the mayhem if I actually did cut loose with some of this stuff? Um, so, so it, very important. The prayer and meditation, and this is the most wordy step. This is the most wordy step. And when I was first. In, when I first came into AA and I looked through the steps, this is the one with the most words in it, you know. Uh, but to me, yeah, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our consciousness. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's kind of hippy-trippy sort of stuff, meditation. You know, I came in at a time when the sort of new age thing was happening and, you know, medita- it's all a bit, you know, mindfulness and... It's a bit of a wank, you know, but uh, they're probably just in there as a bit of a filler. Because for me, the real, the real guts of the program was going to be in step four, you know, when I get there, just get to the real, you know, uh, the real deal. And then step nine, you know, when I get to that. So I was already, my head was already leaping forward. I'm on step one or, you know, step zero, really, because I was still, I was still um, on the marijuana maintenance program, you know. And, um, uh, you know, and a member, only one member uh, at the men's group in Armadale had the courage to come up to me and say, mate, well, what are you doing? Between the book study and the main meeting, I was smoking a joint. Um, and uh, they have a 15-minute break. And, and uh, he said, what are you doing? I said, mate, those steps say alcohol. This isn't alcohol, right? <laughs> got to have something. It's Sunday night. I've got through the whole weekend. Got to have something. Jeez. You know? And he had the courage to say, listen, mate, it's, um, that's, that's marijuana. I mean, this, you know, this is about sobriety from the neck up. We don't even take Panadine Forts without a prescription from a doctor. You can't, you know, you, you're not sober. You're not sober. Uh, and um, anyway, I handed him the joint. And, uh, yeah, I... I um, I resentfully took on board what he was saying uh, and kept going with it. And um, there I was, completely raw, you know, completely with nothing. 
no alcohol, and I'd been using since I was about 14, you know. Uh, even earlier than that, I was drinking earlier than that. So very, very raw state, looking at these steps, um, not having no idea how I, I could possibly live without them because they were my solution. So drugs and alcohol were the only thing that actually made life bearable, you know, possibly tolerable, even preferable with the right amount in me, it was actually preferable. In fact, if you read the, um, the 12 promises that come after step nine and put the words, when I had a drink of alcohol, before each of them, when I had a drink of alcohol, I knew a new peace and a new happiness. When I had a drink of alcohol, I intuitively knew how to handle situations that used to baffle me. You know, uh, and on and on it goes. Uh, so the, here I was without anything, without any solution, and... I was raised a Catholic and, you know, I kind of remember having experiences in churches, sometimes the incense going, the bells, sometimes you'd get a sort of a, a nice feeling, you know, a, a relaxed feeling uh, coming over me. So I had some experience of that as a child through all that ritual, you know, um, in, in, in Christianity. But... Um, this step I really struggled with. I, I, I kept going in AA and I kept not picking up a drink a day at a time and I kept going to meetings. Um, I leapt to step 12. I, 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 was, um, I had a car and I was, you know, somebody asked, could, could we bring people from Mark, the Melbourne alcohol? I was at the, it was, anyway, it was a, a place, a rehab down in Coburg and I used to drive people to meetings from there and that sort of thing. So I was doing kind of step, step one and step 12, you know bit of a two-step waltz there sort of thing for a while. Um, but, the, the, you know, as I was taken through one, two, three, four, five, um, it, this step 11 kept looming, you know, the prayer and meditation. So I became very good at the prayer because the prayer was, very, was key to it. And especially in those early days when I was so raw without the drugs and alcohol, I was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. I felt like a victim of a road accident most of the time. That was my normal state. And I was praying, and I was told to use the serenity prayer. And that was very good advice, very good advice. It's not in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not the only prayer we have in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a prayer that we use. And I found that uh, an older member said to me, use it like a mantra. Just say it over and over and over in your head. If, if, if you're in strife, if something's going on, if you're a bit... If you're, you know, a bit panicky about something, um, which I was getting a little bit panicky in week 12 of my sobriety in AA, because after years of lobbying, you know, my wife at the time lobbying to get me into Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 weeks after I came in, she decided she didn't like the sober version either and left <laughs> anyway. So I started using that prayer pretty, you know, pretty intensely around that time, and I knew I'd heard enough information to know that. You don't have to pick up the first drink under any circumstances, under any circumstances. So that was brilliant. And then I was doing service. And doing service one time, I was washing cups at the men's group. And a lovely feeling came over me and I found myself singing. I was singing without any drugs or alcohol. I was in a, just a very... I was in the moment, washing those cups, absolutely in the moment. And then I just started to... I've been hearing a lot about Step 11 at the book studies because I was going to book studies and hearing all the, the stuff that you hear read out but not getting it. And then I finally found myself in that place, in the moment, 
for the first time and I was singing. So obviously perfectly happy, perfectly content, perfectly at ease. Absolute mayhem going on outside with family court issues, facing homelessness, uh, facing unemployment. But washing those cups, I was perfectly happy, perfectly happy in that moment, just washing that cup, doing nothing else but just washing that cup. I think I washed all the flowers off it after a while. <laughs> but just kept washing that cup. And, and it, it, I started to get it. I started to, to understand. And then I really started, because I'm an alcoholic, I started, well, I need to really get into this Step 11 stuff. And I was delivering pizza at night to try and supplement my income because I was living on $40 a week. And uh, I saved up and I bought these Holosync CDs to help as a aid to meditation, Holosync. It was a big deal at the time. This is before you could download stuff off the internet, right? Uh, it was CDs. And um, I played one, and it was like, you know, water, you know, little babbling brook, uh, birds twittering, um, uh, and uh, this sort of, sort of music waves or something like that. And I, oh yeah, no, after about three minutes, I was doing my head in. They cost $400 for that set. It was $400 I paid, yeah. So I basically sat on the side of my bed. But to me, you know, step 11 done. I mean, he, 400 bucks, man, that's a commitment. If that's not a commitment to a step, what is? That's pretty well done. I've done that. I'll listen to it for a few minutes. You know, done, tick. You know, we're done here. That, you know, so, that, so that's it. I'm... Um, and uh, and I, I just sort of left it alone, and I um, have str- I, I, I have struggled with it, and I continue to. But over the journey, um, I've heard some beautiful things, advice from members with it. So, and have, have tried to help me with it. And you know, members have said to me, older members have said, Ferg, you have to meditate. You have to learn how to meditate. I can see it in you. You need to meditate. You know, this it's part of the program. You're not getting, and once you get it, you'll just get it. And so prayer, prayer is asking for direction. Meditation is listening for the directions. You've got to listen for the directions because you're very good at the prayer, very good at getting on the knees, in the toilet at work, in, in the cubicle. Yeah, in the toilet, praying. Oh, God, God, help me not to react. Don't react, don't react, don't react. Don't react, serenity. God, grant me the serenity. Serenity prayer over and over again on my knees in a toilet. Sometimes with the wet floor, but just yeah, but just had to do it. Had to get on my knees, and that has saved my life. That has saved my life. I think that has stopped me from picking up a drink, stopped me from reacting very, very badly. Because I was, I got extremely angry when I put the drink down. The anger was very, very bad, and and the temper was flaring at quite a bit, particularly at work. And that praying in the toilet really, really helped. Really helped. You, you don't have to kneel on the wet floor, by the way. You can, but that was just me being an extreme sort of Catholic extreme, you know, recovery. It's got to be. It's got to be uncomfortable, you know. Uh, but it actually, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's okay to just pray. Maybe you put the seat down, give it a bit of a wipe, and just sit down. That's, that's okay. That's all right too. It'll probably have the exact same result. Uh, and. Um, 
but th- th- that has saved me. But I, I just had difficulty slowing this down because my head, typically, just to give you an example, my head, particularly in the morning when I wake up, it's a bit like having three different radio stations on. If you can imagine in your house there's three different radios in different rooms playing loudly and then the TV on as well and then me shouting over the top of it. That's pretty much my head on a sort of an average morning. Um, so uh, to, to, to calm it down, the prayer is really important. Yoga has sort of helped me. I got introduced to yoga in recovery as well. And uh, uh, someone was very, very patient with me and, and helped talk me through, talk me through meditations and breathing. But the best advice I got with the meditation was just put your hands on your diaphragm like that and just go through five breaths, just five. Can you do that? Can you just be in your breath for five and just go and feel that like a balloon? You feel it, feel your diaphragm like a balloon and then let it out and then feel your hands come back in and then out. just do that just be in the breath just in the breath in the breath and that uh, that calms me that calms me so just being in the breath in out and just even doing that five times I can actually do it in the car Um, just being in my breath and nowhere else just in my body not in my head just here that has been immensely helpful immensely helpful and very calming very very calming so that's actually meditation that's meditation. I didn't have to go out, go and spend four hundred dollars on a uh, CD box set at Holosync. Uh, I could have just done that, uh, and uh, but you know it is what it is. Uh, I don't even know where that box set of CDs is now, by the way, um, because I, I don't need it. Uh, and just for today, just for today, I look for opportunities to just get quiet and. Um, Nature is very important as well. Getting out in nature. There's something about... I, I brought my um, uh, one of my ex-wives' dogs. My, my boys asked me to bring the dog for a walk because they're busy today. And that was lovely, just even with the dog, you know, out in nature, the fresh air, the trees. It's, it's, I find it easier. For me, that works really well. Uh, another member got me into surfing as well in the early days, and that really helped. I was sharing at a meeting, and... And I talked about when I first came to Australia, um, I'd be sitting on a couch, typically drunk, rolling a joint, going, oh, I'm an Australian now, man, I'm going to learn how to surf. This summer, I'm going to learn how to surf. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Never happened. Never happened. Just bullshit. Just the shape of my arse just got deeper and deeper into that couch. <laughs> but nothing else, nothing ever happened. And I shared that story, and then a member, a very quiet achiever, one of the quiet achievers, not necessarily a comfortable public speaker, but a quiet achiever, come up to me after that meeting and said, mate, if there's a few of us heading down to Torquay at the weekend, there's a spot in the car for you. We, we go and catch a wave every, every so often. There's a spot in the car. Do you want to come down with us? And he taught me how to surf. And then he taught my eldest boy how to surf. He was six when I got in, five when I got into AA. He taught him how to surf. And uh, that was a beautiful gift that he gave us. But just being out on the waves and, you know, paddling, uh, paddling out to, and, and just being just there that close to nature, you know, is, is, um, is a beautiful form of meditation for me. And that was really immensely helpful in, in those early days too. And I cry. I used to get these experiences where I'd be on the board just waiting for a wave and just get really overwhelmed with emotion, you know. 
And uh, that, that's God. That's God's grace, you know, coming through. That's God's grace. You can feel that. It's palpable, you know. Um, I get it. I ride motorcycles as well. I think I need to get very close to death before I can really feel alive sometimes. Uh, and that, that is a very good way of, of, of me being in the moment, yeah, on a motorcycle. In Melbourne traffic, yeah, that's, that's going to keep you in the moment, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so that's been that's been helpful too. So these are the, you don't have to do that. Go and buy a motorbike. But um, uh, that's just that's just for this alcoholic anyway. And I hope that's helped someone anyway. God bless you all. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.